a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And we want to shift our attention now to uh, an issue that, again, has been one of those hot button issues in terms of uh, political debate, anyway, over the last five or six years, and that's dealing with refugees. And, of course, uh, America was built on refugees and being willing for uh, to create space uh, for refugees to come. And, of course, it was a, a big battle during the uh, Donald Trump administration in terms of what those uh, caps were, what they looked like, how things changed. And the, the reality is, is uh, obviously, in a place like Utah that has a great network and great resources uh, for refugees coming into the state and being able to set them on a path of upward mobility. It's it's really an amazing Utah story that the rest of the country and the rest of the world could learn from. Uh, But as it relates to the national debate, now there are some very interesting things happening uh, that I, I think are going to be challenging for the Biden administration in the coming weeks and months on a couple of levels, not just relating to to the number of refugees, uh, but also in the president dealing with his left flank, uh, the the far left portion of his base in the Democratic Party uh, are also starting to flex their muscles a little bit and starting to call out the president. Uh, and it is interesting that they have chosen uh, to begin with the refugee issue based on some of the promises uh, that then candidate Joe Biden made on the campaign trail last year. Uh, and so let's start with just a, a little bit of a, a, a background in terms of uh, where we have been uh, and uh, what we can expect to, to uh, get to as it relates uh, to refugees. The refugee system that, uh, that, that we found uh, was not uh, in a place, did not have the, uh, the resources, the means to effectively uh, process as many people as we hoped. But what we've done now, what the president has done now in citing uh, the initial directive is to make sure we can start the process of actually bringing, uh, bringing people in, and beyond that, lifting uh, restraints uh, and, and uh, that the previous administration had imposed, so that no one, for example, from uh, from Africa or, or the Middle East could come in. Now that's Anthony Blinken uh, from the administration uh, talking about uh, what they inherited and then what they were trying to do. Of course, there was an executive order uh, that was talked about uh, on the first day. Uh, of the administration uh, to lift some of those caps, extend some of those uh, restrictions that have been placed, particularly on places like Africa and the Middle East. Uh, the really interesting thing uh, is there was a uh, an interesting exchange that came to a head on Friday. Uh, it was just a few, a few days after an international rescue committee report 
found that uh, the Biden administration was on pace to admit just 4,500 refugees this fiscal year, uh, which would be the fewest of any president uh, in history. And uh, after that report came out, there had been a flurry of activity back and forth, and it actually led to some contention uh, in the press conference uh, with Press Secretary Jen Psaki, uh, who was going back and forth with uh, different reporters on what the caps were, what the caps meant, and uh, what the future holds. We never said we're not raising the refugee cap. In the morning, we said, actually, and with the information we put out, was that once we reach 15,000, we will raise it. That was not accounted for in some of how people were, let me finish, some of how people were digesting the information. And we wanted to be clear and send a message that we are a country that is welcoming refugees. Let's be clear, we are changing the policies of the last administration. We are changing the policy of not welcoming in uh, people from Africa or people from the Middle East. That was the biggest factor preventing refugees from coming in during the last administration. So it's interesting that uh, Press Secretary Jan Psaki uh, was having this exchange uh, with a reporter in terms of the cap and in terms of the policy itself. There was some confusion and there was a a lot of noise uh, coming from the left flank of the Democratic Party, uh, really for the first time targeting President Biden on a policy issue in a significant way. Uh, Jan Psaki got uh, a little defensive and a little back and forth with the reporter in terms of kind of defining what the issue really was. It's incumbent upon us to make sure there's an understanding of what the president's policies are, what he's trying to achieve, and what he feels morally is that we're going to welcome in refugees from around the world, change the policies from the past administration that where they were not welcoming in refugees from the Middle East and Africa. And that was important to him to take that first step and move it forward. The battle is not the cap. The issue has been the limitations that have been put in place in the past. We overturned those and changed those, and it was always meant to be a first step. Okay, so let's just break this down just a little bit in terms of uh, practical tacticals. I I think there are two things at play. Uh, One, the administration sort of lost control of their message a little bit, and I think that's where Jen Psaki was trying to assert the most. Uh, She was trying to differentiate their attitude, the administration's attitude towards refugees that may have been different from the previous administration. Uh, The numbers are the numbers, and uh, currently they are holding to uh, the cap uh, that was put in place by the Trump administration. Uh, It was a historically low cap, 15,000 refugees. Uh, And so the battle has become, well, what does that really mean? Looking back historically, uh, where those numbers were, were much larger, uh, along the campaign trail, uh, then-candidate Joe Biden uh, had pushed for very high caps in terms of refugees and uh, having them come into the country. And uh, clearly, they're they're sort of holding status quo for now. Uh, Jen Psaki also said from the administration standpoint that once they reach uh, 15,000, again, the current cap, the cap that was in place under the Trump administration, once that's reached, they will uh, make adjustments and uh kind of roll out some additional policy guidance uh, as it relates to that uh, from the Office of Refugee and Resettlement. Uh, so the uh, the numbers are going to continue to, to ebb and flow a little bit. The, the politics of it all uh, is really heating up. And this was the, the most interesting thing to me over the weekend is you had many uh, very important allies uh, for President Biden uh, who were coming out uh, really against the administration in terms of what they've been doing. 
uh, Representative Omar, a uh, Democrat from Minnesota, said today's disgraceful decision goes directly against our values and risks the lives of little boys and girls huddled in refugee camps around the world. Uh, she, of course, can speak to that because she was one. Uh, you also had uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, who uh, tweeted at the president, uh, completely and utterly unacceptable. Biden promised to welcome immigrants, and people voted for him based on that promise. Keep your promise. Uh, you also had Senator Bob Menendez, a Democrat from New Jersey. Uh, the United States has a proud bipartisan tradition of providing refugees protection through resettlement. In this time of great need, the United States must demonstrate its robust commitment as a nation by resettling the world's most vulnerable refugees. Uh, it's also worth noting uh, that in a letter sent to the Biden administration ahead of uh, the news on Friday, you had 38 mem Democratic members of Congress uh, said that the United States refugee policy remains unacceptably draconian and discriminatory with the current cap. Uh, and so this is a, a real flexing of the muscle of the, the left flank of the Democratic Party, uh, wanting to cash in on some of those uh, promises by then candidate Joe Biden. Uh, and this is an important conversation to be having. Uh, because as we look at uh, refugees from around the world, again, we know they bring immense power and great insight and are very valuable in our communities. Uh, so this is a conversation we're going to continue to have, and we're going to continue to make sure it gets elevated here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Thanks for joining us. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news and stay with us. We're going to start the top of the hour by something we must end. It is rageism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 